I am really excited about today's episode because I get to talk to a real estate professional in Las Vegas, Nevada about their market and about the process of buying vacation property in the United States. Welcome to episode 141 of the Winnipeg Real Estate Podcast. You're listening to the Bone Nose Real Estate Podcast. Tips and advice for home buyers, sellers, and owners with award-winning REMAX agent, Bo Kaufman. Like I said, I'm really excited about today's episode. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for spending the time uh, to listen to this. In a little while, we're going to have a phone call with Debbie Drummond, who is a luxury home specialist in Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm going to ask her a number of questions that have been burning on my mind. What's their market like? Uh, can you really get a $25,000 property down in the States and uh, and you know spend your, our winter vacations? Of course, once COVID is over. But before we get there, let's take a look at the current Winnipeg real estate market. Um, last year, this time, we had 1,610 houses available in Winnipeg. And this morning, we are short of 900 uh, condos, similar picture, not as drastic. Last year, we had 641 available. And this morning, 550. And all the while, the, the buyer action, the buyer activity is actually hotter than last year. There are more buyers uh, buying than last year's same time. So you can see what that means is uh, fewer homes on the market, uh, but more buyer activity. That's driving prices and bidding wars through the roof. And uh, this week on our blog, one of the latest articles is uh, perfect for your cell phone reading. It's in a story format, so it plays really well on vertical screens. And it's 11 insider tips to help sell your home fast. Give an example. I'm not going to go through them all here, but a top couple of tips are uh, make it easy for buyers to see your house. Don't throw up a bunch of roadblocks if you can avoid it. Don't limit showing hours to, let's say, a two-hour window each day or, or say no showings after five o'clock. Have a short uh, window, a showing window of, let's say, four or five days, but then open it up the house as much as possible. Because of COVID, I, in my most recent listings, I've even advised people, if they can, to vacate the house for those five days because it's a lot of in and out. And every time you come back into your house, your buyers have just left. Now you're going to be wondering what, if anything, did they touch? Yes, there are precautions in place. Uh, yes, we can tell buyers to uh, sanitize their hands and wear masks. However, it's still, uh, still nerve wracking to come back into your house and wondering whether they actually did all those things. So if you can make the house easy to see for buyers, uh, that was one tip. The other one is pick the right agent. In Winnipeg, we have 2,000 agents. That now includes some part-timers. Um, I'm going to talk with Debbie Drummond later on. Las Vegas, which is roughly three times the size of Winnipeg, has 14,000 real estate agents. Now, a lot of them are part-timers. Uh, so, you know, their main uh, main income might be coming from bagging groceries at the local Piggly Wiggly, and then they take an odd listing here and there. Beware. Uh, I would say pick a professional. You're going to sell a house maybe three, four times in your lifetime. Get it done. Get it done right. There's an old saying that says quality is rarely cheap and cheap things are rarely quality. So make sure you pick the right agent that that's um, made this a full-time career, is a dedicated professional and can answer all your questions and uh, come to your aid if and when the time arises. A link to that article, that is the 11 insider tips on how to sell your home fast, is in the show notes below. Uh, you can also go to bonos.homes 
slash stories, S-T-O-R-I-E-S. That'll get you to that whole website where there's nothing but vertical stories that play easily on your cell phone. That's a really neat format. Check it out. And now I'd like to uh, put a spotlight on a local business again. Uh, when you get a mortgage, a lender has to offer you the option of taking mortgage insurance. Now that's really life insurance by another name. So when they do that, and like I said, they have to offer it to you, repeat after me, thank you, but no thanks. Instead, I would advise you to get life insurance, which offers better coverage, has fewer hurdles, and is usually cheaper. We talk about this in episode 119 of this podcast. Uh, I spoke with my good friend, Thomas Johnson of Cascade Financial, about the benefits of life insurance over uh, mortgage insurance. And the link to that episode is actually in the show notes below as well. Uh, so I'm here to recommend the services of my good friend, Thomas Johnson, Cascade Financial. You can get a hold of him at 204-229-4405. He's located on Cordon, right near Keniston. I do not charge for these kind of shout outs, by the way. I don't, you know, I don't sell spots here. I'm only recommending people that I've either worked with, have recommended and have good feedback in the past. Uh, Thomas is one of these people that I would uh, gladly send my, my mom to or my sister or, uh, as I just did, my niece. Thomas, I find, is very knowledgeable in the subject of life insurance as well as investments. So give him a call. Thomas Johnson, Cascade Financial. We'll be right back after this short announcement. Are you looking to buy a house or a condo in Winnipeg? Work with the agent who takes the time to explain the process to you, guiding you through every step. For service beyond the sale, book your home buying consultation with Bo Kaufman of Remax Performance today. Bo knows real estate. And now to the main event, uh, our phone call with award-winning real estate agent, uh, Las Vegas luxury home pro, Debbie Drummond. Debbie and I have been following each other on Twitter for 10, 10 years at least. Um, we've never spoken in person. It's just been <laughs> tweeting to and about each other. Uh, so I was really pleased And when she agreed to come onto this podcast. We're going to ask her a number of questions regarding their market, as well as the process of buying vacation property down in the States, what, what the implications are, um, possible potential tax implications, and how the whole process works. Can you get money? Can you get loans from the uh, U.S. banks? Or do you have to come there with your own money? That kind of thing. So let's give her a call and uh, see what she has to say. Hello there. Hi, Debbie. It's Bo Kaufman calling from Canada. Hi, Bo. How are you doing today? Good. Excellent. How are you? How are things in Las Vegas? They're good. The weather is very nice, sunny and in the 60s and business is going like crazy. Well, as a Winnipegger, that makes me really jealous because I think we're going to hit, if we're lucky, we're going to hit around 20 degrees today Fahrenheit. So Ooh. I know, I know. Um so maybe let me start off by uh, addressing like a rumor. It seems like we all, as Canadians, we all know a friend who's got a brother-in-law who's got a niece that uh, has heard of somebody buying a $25,000 condo that's right by the beach and it's all gorgeous and everything. Is is that what the market is like right now, uh, especially in Las Vegas? No, far from it. Okay. We're actually coming back from the recession quite nicely. Okay, which recession are you talking about? Two thousand eight, or are you talking about this COVID bubble? Actually, both. Okay, we were coming back from two thousand eight quite nicely before the COVID started, 
And we got hit, especially when we first shut down March and April, there was a slowdown. Mm-hmm. But things have bounced back the last five months in a row. Our median home price has been increasing. And the peak of the market in 2006, the median home price reached 315000 We didn't recover back to three fifteen until February of this year. We hit three sixteen. Then in March and April, it dipped back a little bit. But started coming back in May. And by June, every month we've been increasing and we're now at $340,200 as the median home price. Now that's half the home sell above and half sell below. And pretty much if you're listing something that's a decent house for under 340, you can count on that it's going to go quick. And from my last two that I had in that range, they ended up with multiple offers. Okay, that's that's really interesting because we have a ton of multiple offers up in Canada. Is your inventory, like the amount of houses that you've got available, is that lower than normal? Is it above normal? What's it like right now? It's lower. I just did my market update last week and we're down to like two months of inventory if nothing else came on the market. Right. Yeah, you and I, we've been following each other on Twitter. How long have you been on Twitter? Oh, geez, probably at least probably 10 years. I didn't do a lot with it at first, but then once I really, a friend that I met on Google Plus when that network was active, sort of encouraged me to start doing tweets every hour or so. And I started doing it and it's worked. Right. Yeah. No, I've been following you and you've been following me probably yeah. for close to a decade now. So yeah, it's 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 great. That's yeah, nice to they actually talk to you. That's right. And one of these days we're going to have to do a video. Okay. So your inventory is low and I, I hear you doing um, monthly updates. What kind of properties do you see uh, Canadians buying as vacation properties, houses or condos? I see a mixture of both, depending on how much they want to spend and how much time they're planning to spend here. A lot of my Canadian buyers have opted to buy, you know, single family homes in guard gated golf course communities. A couple of those. Um, there's one community, the Las Vegas Country Club, where I've had Canadians buy townhomes and condos as well because they do have them there. Can you give us an example of like what's two hundred fifty or three hundred thousand? Let's say three hundred thousand. What what can you buy with that? Three hundred thousand. You can still get a pretty decent home. Actually, I looked at the Combs Roads Ranch, is in the southwest part of town. It's a guard gated golf course community. Homes there were built in anywhere from early 2000s until just recently, they finished building out some of the final lots in there. And in fact, they do have a few that they're building right now. I think it's about 30 lots they're selling at the moment. But their prices in there, as of yesterday, the lowest price was 299000 That was for a 1,650-square-foot, two-story, single-family home, three bedrooms, three baths, two-car garage that was built in 2004. And you guys, you guys build without basements, right? You put them on, on a slab concrete. Yeah. You very seldom find basements here because their soil is so hard to dig into. Okay. I think most people in the desert prefer to build up rather than down to take advantage of all the sunny days we have. You said before that you were getting into like multiple offers. How does that work? So you put a house on the market and let's say two days in or whatever, somebody comes with an offer. How do you manage to get multiple offers? Well, first of all, you have to price it right. Right. And you, I always do, you know, a really good job of marketing. We get professional photos. I'm an amateur photographer, but I don't take my own. I, I, I agree. I totally agree yeah. with you. Yes. Yeah. And I hire a pro to do that. And especially with COVID, I'm doing the 3D interactive Matterport tours. Okay. So people can see it before they actually go see it. When you do that sort of thing and you price it right on the money, 
In this market, most likely you will get multiple offers. I've even seen it in the higher price ranges. I've had a couple that has been looking for a single story pool home and they want to be in Summerlin, which is our most popular area. They've had a couple that got outbid on, even though they're highly qualified and they're not doing 100% cash, but they're putting down like half and they're in the seven to 800,000 price range and they're getting into multiple offers. Wow. Logistically, and this is really what I'm asking. Here's what we do in, in Winnipeg. And this might be completely different to you. Um, I list the house tomorrow and I say showing start, let's say tomorrow's Tuesday and I say showing start on Thursday and offers next week, Monday. So that, that means the first person in the door on Thursday, if they love it, they cannot make an offer. They all have to go wait till next week, Monday, when they all come in with an offer. That's how we've done things in, uh, in Winnipeg for the last 15, 15 years plus. I see that occasionally here where somebody will put it into the market. We also have a new status we can put listings into okay. that's called coming soon. Right. And a lot of agents will use that to announce the listing is coming before they have photos. So the agents can be on the lookout for their clients. You do it in that status coming soon. And then you have your first day of showing, say on a Thursday, and you let it be shown all weekend. And then you review the offers on Monday or Tuesday, whenever you pick. Okay. Good. You can put that into the MLS if that's what the seller wants to do. Okay. Yeah, good. So it's actually it's actually quite similar. So Yeah. But in the lower price ranges, I you pretty much know if you're in a low price range, if somebody sees a house they like, if it's under three hundred thousand or under, if they want it, they better make a move before they even see it, you know. Now, you mentioned a couple of these are gated, guarded, gated. Yes. What kind of uh, monthly fees are there in that kind of a home? Well, Rhodes Ranch, the one that I just mentioned, I believe is just over 200 a month. Usually for guard gated, you're looking at at least 200 a month. There are a couple that aren't that much that are more like 150, 160. But when you've got to um, man a guard gate 24. Yeah, that's why I was asking because that's, that's a, you know, a costly feature to have, especially if it's like 24-7. I asked you a couple of weeks ago before we started this to look into what the tax implications are if somebody sells their house. Let's say somebody bought a house in 2012 in, in Las Vegas and now they want to sell it. They're Canadians. What kind of tax implications, as far as you know, are there? Well, actually, I haven't had too many of my Canadians sell their homes. Most of them have bought them and continued using them for years as a second home or an investment property. Sure. So it was an interesting question that you asked me. And I asked around and found a top CPA. His name is Randall S. Van Rieken. And he also used to own a real estate school. In fact, a guy who owns my office went to his real estate school in 1995. So he's, okay. he's experienced both with real estate and tax accounting. And he got back to me and he said, it's not just about being taxed and not subject to FERPTA. Those are two different things. Any Canadian who sells a property here is going to have to have 15% held in escrow until they do a tax return. It kind of guarantees that they will file one. And from what he tells me, I'm not going to go into all the details of his explanation, but he says that he has actually seen most of his clients get at least part, if not all of that 15% back over the years. Okay. So, And I also forwarded his email to you. So you've got it for your clients and I've got it for any Canadians that I work with as well. Okay, that's awesome. And if, if, if you have a link to his website or something like this, I'll put it in the show notes below at the end of this. I will see if he's got a website and send it to you. From my perspective, uh, for, so first of all, I had a friend who owned a condo down in Tucson, Arizona. So he looked into this and much like what you just said, he had to register uh, with with the IRS 
and they had to make sure that he didn't earn any money from his condo ownership. So for example, he never rented it out. He never earned any income as a rental property. It was just his to live in for a number of years. And I don't recall the exact result, but they look at that differently as if you're using it as a rental income. Yes. If you are renting it out, you, I suspect, would have to file yearly. Right. And that's why I asked uh, my tax uh, specialist here. And the general consensus or the general, the, the short answer is any profit you make on that condo is going to be what's called a capital gains. Like I'm talking about the sales price. So if if you buy it for $200,000 and you sell it five years later for $230,000, uh, you make $30,000 profit plus or minus whatever the exchange rate has changed. But what you got to take all that oh, into yeah. account. And that, that's right, because um, I was lucky I bought a condo in Phoenix in 2012 when the dollar was even. Uh, right now, the dollar is about 35% increase. So I, I stand to make a, a you know 35% profit, even if I sold it for the same money as what I paid for it. But then that 35% would be capital gains. And then we're taxed on half of that. So before, if anybody's looking to buy a condo in the States mm-hmm. or any kind of a property in the States, for the purpose of making money, talk to your tax accountant before. Don't take this as yes. you know the, the gospel truth. Exactly. Because the laws change all the time too, you know. They could come up with something new that they put into law right. six months from now, and this whole conversation would be obsolete. That's right. Now I remember when I bought um, a U.S. bank would not give me a mortgage, so it didn't matter if I was putting half down, three quarters, and nothing. Like they wouldn't give me a dime. So I had to finance it from home by by way of either borrowing money or or saving up money or taking a second mortgage. Do you know if any of that has changed? Can Canadians come now down into the States and get a mortgage on something? Yes, it definitely has changed. If you bought in 2012, it was the same situation here. No banks were making loans to foreign nationals at all, I don't think. And then gradually they started making them only with Canada. But now pretty much any foreign national can, if they're qualified, can apply. I actually checked with this on with several lenders on this, pretty much all of them, um, they won't do more than a 70% loan to value ratio. Right. One right. of them even volunteered if they do a refi for a foreign national, it has can't be more than 65% loan mm-hmm. to value. Nick Helm over at Guild Mortgage actually got back to me with a breakdown, the 70%. And he said they have two different loan types. One of them is a full document loan, 70% maximum LTV. And they need two years of tax returns, pay stubs, et cetera. And they can structure the loan one of two ways. Option one, you pay higher fees and you get a lower rate. So for a 2% origination fee plus $1,300.10 or $1,310 in fees, your rate options would be a 3-1 arm at 4.25%, a 5-1 arm at 4.375%, a 7-1 arm at 4.625. Now, if you go with option two, you have to provide the same documentation, but you get lower fees and a higher rate. You only pay, instead of that 2% origination fee, you only pay $1,310 in fees. But your rate options there, a 3-1 arm is 5%, 5-1 arm is 5.125%, and a 7-1 arm is 5.375%. They also do a minimum 60-day escrow due to the fact that you need to obtain an ITIN as part of the process. 
All right, good. Yeah, no, that's that is definitely uh, uh, good news to hear. So on a three hundred thousand dollar house, thirty percent down, ninety thousand dollars U.S., which is still three point four million Canadian. Just kidding, <laughs> but it's but uh, that's good. At least there's there's some uh, options there that we definitely didn't have a few years ago. Yeah, Nick also noted if one of the borrowers has a social or an ITIN already, we don't have to wait the sixty days. We can do a more normal thirty day escrow. So where do you see the market heading in Las Vegas in the next six months? Let's say you you guys are entering. Is this a winter time for you? Do you enter a slow period or or not? We are entering the winter time. But over the years, I've never really it slows down a little bit, but not that much. And it's funny, the timing of this call, because just yesterday in our um, local newspaper, the headline was Las Vegas housing market streak makes no sense. Are we in a bubble? And they talked about the median price, which I mentioned to you, mm-hmm. and how it compared like with um, 2006 when we reached 315000 Well, if you adjusted that 315 for inflation and today's dollars, it would be like 400000 So even though we're back at 340, we're still not equal with what we were at the peak of the market. And this is a totally different market. The lending rules have tightened so much. You don't you know, back in 2006 to 2008, people got along just if they showed up and had a breath. <laughs> yeah. sure you guys probably saw a lot of the same, but now yeah. you really do have to be qualified to get a mortgage. People are having to put more down. You don't see nearly as many. We're starting to see some comeback of the, you know, 100% financing, say putting 80% down, then doing a second with 10% or something. But for the most part, people are putting with a conventional loan, if they don't want to pay um, PMI, they have to put at least 5% down. But most people are going with 20% down unless they're doing FHA. If if you have a Canadians that want to come buy something in Las Vegas and they give you a call, what do you what do? you do? Like, do you tell them, hey, book a three-day flight, a trip or come out here and I'll show you a bunch of houses? How does that work? Um, I like to know in advance when they're coming into town so that I can put time on my schedule. And also in advance, so I can start sending them some listings to consider so I can get an idea of what they're looking for and which ones they like and everything. And I would say if you're coming in from another country, I would try to plan at least four, maybe five days. Depends on how well you know our neighborhoods down here. You might have one particular place that you're in love with that you would want to be, or you may need to spend a little more time deciding whether you want to be in Henderson, Summerlin, or North Las Vegas, or which part of town you want to be in. And it's not like there's going to be a lack of things to do when you're down there. So now, even in COVID, we still have things to do. That's right. And hopefully we'll see the end of that pretty soon anyway. I hope so. We're actually doing some shows back on the strip too. Oh, is that right? eh? I did read this morning that David Copperfield has um, stopped his show for the time being because one of the crew members tested positive. But I read just last week that Rio is reopening on December 22nd at 10 a.m. And Penn and Teller are going to be coming back and doing shows. They just haven't announced the dates yet. Awesome. Well, uh, it's been a real pleasure talking to you. And uh, I learned a lot. And what I'll do is I'll put uh, links to your website and your contact information in the show notes as well. And uh, I I really appreciate the time. It's been a pleasure and I look forward to hearing from you again, Bo. Okay. Bye-bye, Debbie. Bye-bye. I really hope you've enjoyed this episode and you found the information here useful. If if you do and you don't want to miss any more episodes, um, 
consider downloading my free podcast app. It's available for iOS and for Android. It's super easy. On your phone, just go to bonos.homes slash apps, A-P-P-S, bonos.homes slash apps. You're going to end up on a page where you have the option to download the iOS or the Android podcast app. And that way you never miss another episode. Till next time. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Bo Kaufman of Remax Performance Realty. Are you thinking of buying or selling a house or a condo in Winnipeg? Call Bo at 204-333-2202. Remember, Bo knows real estate.